0: I am drawn to people that choose to be authentic regardless of what the rest of us may think. Such is the case with Crystal Gunter, our Insta Summer 2 guest today. She's learned through trial and error that the way to be is the way she already is. No people pleasing or trying to be all things to all people. It doesn't work and will leave you feeling miserable. Better to be fully who God created you to be. Our guest today is Crystal. As with our other recent guests, we connected on Instagram. I will tell you, I greatly appreciate how Crystal shows up in her posts and stories fully herself. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you said yes. Is there anything you want listeners to know before we get started? Um, no,
2: I, well, I guess I am just your average woman, you know, trying to live out, Marriage as biblically sound as possible, and okay. that's how I try to show up in my Instagram, social media, and real life. So that's just who I am. Okay,
0: wonderful. What
2: three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, actually, I took notes because I'm I, that's also who I am. Um, <laughs> really, well, I was talking to somebody about this, so Christ follower, first and foremost, okay, wife. Friend, to me, that's the same thing. Wife and friend, because friend to others, wife to my husband, but his best friend, I hope. And uh, people love her. I love people. Um, I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day, and, and uh, we were just talking about this, because I've been told my whole life that I've never met a stranger. <laughs> uh, and uh, in my teenage years, it kind of was offensive, but as I've grown up, I'm just okay with that. And I told her, I'm like, and she's an old friend, and I'm like, you know, on my tombstone, I hope that they write... Woman with a million friends.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. That's wonderful. I like that. All right. Two truths in the lie. Have you ever done this before? You, you say three things about yourself. One of those things is not true. And I see if I can figure them out. Absolutely. So I
2: uh, joined the Mennonite Church. I was not actually, I didn't actually grow up in a member. My first language is Low German. And at the moment, I am a grandmother of six. Whoa. Oh, I say at the moment because
0: I hope that our family will grow. Right. Okay. Okay. So let me think about this for a second. You joined the Mennonite. Would that be considered a religion or a culture? or I guess kind of both. It's a religion, but there's a lot of culture that goes along with the Mennonite church. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And when you said low German, and again, I'm I'm, I'm just low. Did you say low German? What does that mean? Yes.
2: A low German is... um, language it's from Germany but it was spoken in the lowlands of Germany versus versus uh, like the standard German that we would refer to
0: as High German okay okay that's okay I like it no one
2: spoke another language
0: yeah well I like (laughs) getting the the inside scoop on that okay okay all right okay so here's the thing (sighs) all right I I think that you it's quite possible you joined the Mennonite organization, religion, culture. I think you probably did grow up speaking Low German. And I think you are a grandma, but I think the tricky part is the number. I think it might be five right now, or four, or maybe even seven. So that's what I'm saying is the lie. Okay, so I got you. I actually only (laughs) learned, I actually only, my father
2: uh, spoke Low German But he never taught us, so Ah. I actually only learned as as a a, like late teen, early adults, like adulthood. My husband's first language is Low German.
0: Okay, so so yeah, but that's okay. You know, I was hoping to make it hard. Oh yeah, no, that that's great because this is a way to get to know you, and it it it's a fun way to get to know people. Okay, you are a grandma of six. Yes, we actually just had two granddaughters, one
2: born at. June twenty sixth, and one born May sixteenth.
0: Wow! So, so yeah, we just added to that number. Like just. Oh my goodness! Well, that's a that's a fun time. Do do, do your children all live and grandchildren all live near you? Um, we we have a different dynamic in our family. Um,
2: Mennonites oftentimes of our age don't do have larger families. And then of course, older than us, we have five children. Our oldest is 25. Next one is 24. Those are both of our daughters that are married. They live near us. One about 20 minutes from us, one about 15. And then our next son is 19 or Our next child. He's a son. He's 19. And so he, uh, he has a bedroom here, but he joined the air force. So he, lives oh. with us but doesn't if that makes sense if you know about yes. military
0: you know yes. when he comes
2: home he lives with us but you know he's gone a lot mostly and then we have our two little ones uh, our surprise babies we always say and they're 10 and 12 those are boys as well jonah and jeremiah so oh, wow. mostly they're all right here our son that's in the air force he's actually we are in western texas and he's actually only in abilene which is also considered western texas so only about a three-hour drive from us which okay. is not a lot for texas if you've ever been you
0: know it's a <laughs> huge state <laughs> Very huge state. Okay, so it's just down the road from us. You know, right? Do you have a favorite movie of all time? Um, That's
2: really hard. I don't watch a lot of movies, so the only thing I could that popped in my mind was uh, Fireproof.
0: I love the move movie Fireproof. Oh, is gosh. Oh, I think I'm thinking of backdraft. Fireproof. Uh, Fireproof.
2: It's a it's a Christian uh, movie, Um, and if you've ever heard of the book The Love Dare. It's kind of they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, got it. it um, goodness, what is his name? He's he is a mainstream actor that plays the main part. Uh, Kirk, Kurt, Cameron, Kurt Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he plays the main part. He's a fireman.
1: Okay. And
2: um, it's just um, really. Uh, I guess the reason it came to mind is because. He is trying to win his wife back, and he's doing it through biblical means. And so oh. for that reason, we love the movie. We've had our children watch the movie. We just feel like it's it's uh, very sound. Uh, like I said, we don't watch a lot of television so or movies, so it's something that uh, i've I enjoy and I've watched more than once.
0: Oh good. Okay. well, that's nice that there's something that, that uh, out there that you like. Name a person that inspires you, my mom.
2: It always, it always comes back to my mom. There's a lot of inspirational people. I love listening to your podcast is great. I love listening to that kind of stuff. You know, I love listening to podcasts and people that lift others up, but my mom is, um, the older I get, the more in awe I am of who she is. And she's just been the biggest influence in my life and even continues to influence our children, our grandchildren in uh, very amazing ways. She's a very, very strong Christian woman. Oh, and wonderful. she's been through. She's been through it all. She's been through a lot. So oh, for her to goodness. come out and be where she is, uh, she's a very amazing woman.
0: Oh well, that's fantastic. I it, it's it's I really I enjoy I enjoy hearing the answers whether they're famous people or yeah. grandmas or moms or what have you. I I love the reasoning and the emotion that that goes with the selections of somebody that inspires you. So, mom and mom is a uh, is always a great answer.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, the older I get, the more and more in awe I am of her, of what she accomplished with her family. Um, just really, truthfully, a lot of her life, the enemy was against her. Mm-hmm. And she's just the definition of overcomer. Absolutely. Oh,
0: yeah, That. that is, that's, yeah, to be able to overcome something and to do so, so strongly, and then to, you know, be an inspiration to you having come through all that is such a wonderful legacy for you and your children and your grandchildren that's just
2: beautiful and just with so much grace you know just always with so much grace you know she could she could be she could have well when we were growing up she was going through it all and uh we we didn't know we had no idea and so with her marriage with my sadly my father was not a good husband Mm-hmm. Uh just and then with her parents being sickly and things, but she was always our protector and uh just really, really well, me and my sister actually often laugh and say, like in a like not laugh at her, but laugh and say, wow, like she had such an amazing bubble around us and kept us so very protected from so many bad things that were going on mm-hmm. that we had no clue. And even as adults, as we've grown up, she still would like p- even people that hurt her so deeply, like my dad, um, she has nothing but good to say about them. We oh, actually wow. lost my dad, um, January 12th, and mm-hmm. they had he had he had separated himself from her. My mom was not open to divorce, but he had separated himself from her almost 14 years ago, and she still loved him. She was still completely mm-hmm. true to their marriage. She, um, I, I'm Mennonite, so I don't wear jewelry, but my mom is not, and she still wore her wedding ring. She just recently finally took it off as a widow. Wow. So just, I mean, I could talk about her for, I mean, you don't have enough time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how wonderful that she's left such a a beautiful imprint on you. Absolutely. And is she still with us? She's still with us? Yes.
2: Yes. She's very young. She's only 65. OK, uh, she like I said, she still has so much um, influence over our children. And now the grand like her great grandchildren are coming along. Um, she wow. has four children. She has 14 grandchildren. Wow. And then now she has eight great grandchildren. And she's still like an amazing influence. We get together regularly, weekly. And like our daughters and my sister, has a daughter in law, they are just in love with her. They Aww. are in awe of her. They like she is just a strength for our family. Wow, what a wonderful woman. Absolutely, absolutely. And really, she quit working uh, in November, November, or December, she stopped working. But even though the young women around her, she became a mother figure Aww. and a grandmother figure to them. Uh, one of the ladies that she actually worked for, she was actually my mom's boss. She just lost her mom a week and a half ago.
0: Mm. One of the
2: first people she called was my mom. Oh,
0: yeah, it's so sweet. I mean, it, yeah. it just sounds like she really embodies love and what that Absolutely. really what that really means with everybody yes. that's in her in yes. her sphere of influence. She she loved them all and unconditionally. You know, it doesn't matter who you
2: are. It doesn't matter what your past looked like. You know, no no judgment. Just yeah, unconditional love, and and that's what that's what draws these women to her. Like these women that she's worked with, they even women that she's worked with like twenty something years ago. If they run into her, if they run into me or my sister, they're always asking. You know, my Mm -hmm. mom's name is Connie. Well, how's Connie doing? You know, and um, just yeah. Like, really truthfully, as long as I know everyone I know that uh, she's had the opportunity to work with or have a friendship with or relationship with nieces and nephews on both sides, on my mom, like on my dad's side, as well as on her own. She just has, um, yeah, she she just has touched people in a really special way.
0: Mm, that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with no, us. Oh, absolutely. I wish I could share her with you, but you're too yeah. far away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is that... Um, The influence that she's had on you and your kids and your grandkids and the other, your siblings and their kids and kids and, and the people that it just really, it just goes to show you the kind of, um, inspiration. I mean, she's not, she's not going out and saying, I'm going to inspire somebody today. She's just, she shows up every day as herself, which is a very loving woman and you know, the way that that's impacted all these, all these lives is so sweet and, and beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and, fantastic. She's, and,
2: and she's so very humble whenever we, like, she's just an inspiration because she's living and breathing. She goes out, she shows unconditional love and people are drawn to her because of that. And when we, anytime we'll talk about that with her, it's like, it just, it's, it's just naturally a part of her. She doesn't even get it, give it a second thought. But she does value every single relationship very, very much. But it's not something that she has to work at. And maybe mm-hmm. she, maybe this is something that she cultivated as a young woman before we knew her, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's just something that comes so very naturally that, like I said, people are just drawn to her. They just know that if they need an empathetic ear, you know, a shoulder mm-hmm. to cry on, someone that will give them godly advice because she's a very strong in her faith, you know, they know that she's the one she won't steer them wrong. And she, even if like, let's say they did something horribly wrong, she will not judge them. She will try to help them work through that mm. and come out on the other side. And people just
0: know this. Mm. Well, no wonder so many people are drawn to her. I mean, Absolutely. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. That's, that's what love is. It does. And I, I, yes. I, I really appreciate that about your mom that she's, she's right in there within her life. D- doing doing yes. love that's yeah. beautiful yeah when you hear
2: love is a verb right that is exactly how she lives her life love has its action right you know? And, and yeah, no. And so for that reason, like I said, there's so many inspirational people. Like I follow so many people listen to so many people love uh, different, uh, like different speakers and different pastors and things, but she's just always number one (laughs) on on my list. That's great. That's so (laughs) wonderful. And even like my, like my husband, even like when he, a lot of times, you know, mothers-in-law get a bad rap. Right. Right. (laughs) And even my husband, he's like, no, like she's really an amazing woman. She like, she took him under his wing as her son as well. And, you know just um when if whenever we've struggled you know she's right in there help, trying to help us figure out like not taking her daughter's side you know trying to well i actually uh posted today about if people are for you for your husband or spouse or for your marriage and for god and that's who you should let it you know into your into your sphere they should be your right. influence and and she's absolutely all of those Oh, that's
0: fantastic! Wow. Well, shout out to mom today. That's just absolutely that's great. Love oh, yes, that.
2: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. When, whenever I read that question, I didn't even have to think twice because I knew, like, she's the one. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she's only sixty-five. So, and yeah. her family tends to have longevity. So, I'm oh, hoping we have her for at least another twenty
0: years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. So, Crystal, what's a piece of wisdom you keep handy? Um, for me. And this came from my dad, uh,
2: and like I said, he wasn't the best husband, but he had his moments. Right. And it's from my dad, and he just said uh, he always taught us uh, we were created to learn something every day, that ah. never stop learning. Yeah. He he always um, like I said he he had his flaws. He absolutely absolutely needed a lot of grace, but that's something that he taught us from very little on. Uh, when he was around, he was very hands-on and he was just always teaching us. Uh, he had three daughters and a son and he was always just teaching us, you know, you need to learn something every day. Oh. You don't, you need to continue learning your whole life. Right. And, and he really, um, he really, even though he didn't water the seed a lot, to be totally honest, my mom did a lot of more of the watering, but he planted that seed very early on right. and all of his children. And we are all learners, right? In one capacity or another, uh, uh, my my older, my, or my brother, uh, my younger brother, he's dyslexic and he struggles with reading, but it doesn't, that's not the only way you learn, right? With through books and things. So he's always learning. And mm-hmm. me and my two sisters, we're always learning. It's always about what can I learn next? How can I improve myself? And how, like, in what I learn, how can I apply? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, he, uh, w- being that we lost him only in January, you know, you go through a lot of reflection of who he was in your life because he right. was not very, not very involved, especially mm-hmm. not after uh, we we were became adults. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, he pl- he planted that seed, and and my mom watered it, and um, and it was something he would often remind us of, right. and always pushed us. Uh, wouldn't let mediocrity was not acceptable he always pushed us to learn and always grow and Mm -hmm. um, sadly he didn't take his own advice because he didn't grow he didn't grow much I mean he was stuck Um, But thankfully, at the end of his life, you know, he gave over his life to the Lord. And that was awesome to be able to be a a part of. Mm -hmm. But he did uh, maybe because he had the lack. He
0: planted that in every single one of us. And we are Mm -hmm. absolutely learners. That's I like that, uh, that theory. And it's obviously a very strong possibility that sometimes when you lack something, you on some level know you lack it. And so you want those around you to have this thing that you lack. Right. And I, I feel like. And of
2: course not to, like, I love him for who he was. Uh, my sister has something that she put in our head a long time ago. My older sister, she, we were struggling, especially my younger sister with our relationship
0: with him. And she told my younger sister, she goes, you know, he loved us the best he knew how. That's exactly right. We talk about yeah. that on this show that people do the best they can. And when you yes. learn better you, or you you do better when you learn. More. Exactly. Right. I think that's uh kind of a takeoff on a, a Maya Angelou quote, I'll have to I'll have to look that up. But I agree. I agree. And and at some point, then the next part is up to us as right. particularly adults. Yes, to fill whatever we didn't get. Yes, we, exactly. we have to then fill that and not not stay stuck in this place of, of bitterness or, or right. lack or whatever to right. say, Oh, well, that's something I didn't get. And I want that. So let me figure out how I can get that into my right. Life. Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. And sadly, I feel like he stayed stuck. Uh, he didn't he didn't have a very great home life. And so I feel like he stayed stuck. But maybe he recognized it without telling us that he recognized it. And mm-hmm. that's why he wanted us to grow. Uh, he always wanted us to do better and 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 more than he did.
0: And And isn't that pretty typical? Don't you think as parents, I mean, there are certain areas that we lacked or what have you. And so they become maybe more important, some of them. And so we want our kids to be sure and have that thing. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, sometimes me and my sister over the last months we've been discussing that maybe that's why he separated himself from us.
0: Maybe he felt like,
2: maybe he felt like that he could not help us grow into the women and young man, or we're not that young anymore that he wanted us to be. And maybe he felt like by handing us over, not he didn't physically hand us over but you understand like handing us over more into the care of our mother that she had more influence over us than he did that uh, the seeds that he did plant that she was more than capable of watering those for him
0: yes absolutely and then and, you she know? she really took up the helm of of what he wasn't able to do and absolutely became mother plus mother bonus mother and right? some father yes. yeah I, I can yeah. relate to that yeah completely. absolutely
2: and you know so often I feel like um as and I see this a lot that you know as we grow up uh we try to like as a culture when I say we we try to blame our shortcomings or our you know our lack of mm-hmm. on our upbringing mm-hmm. and um like I said, he always taught us that we were to learn and to grow. And so, um, as we went through all the things we went through with him, especially at the end when he was passing away, he had a very horrible death. Um, we, I'm so uh,
0: sorry,
2: it, you know it. It's really sad to say, but I feel like he was so lost. Maybe that this is the way the Lord called him back home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he had uh, extreme, extreme skin cancer.
0: And he was
2: he was more naturally minded. He wouldn't go and get any chemo or anything done. And so it disfigured him. And and eventually it 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 took his well, it spread, of course, and it took his life. But during that time, during those last days, he um I feel like he finally realized and understood and saw life for what it was Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and himself more for who he actually was. Mm -hmm. And and understood that salvation. Because I feel like going through our life our life with him, he felt like salvation was not for him. Oh, uh, it was for everyone else, but not him. Oh, and like at the somehow end of his life, he wasn't
0: worthy or... Right. Okay, right. got it.
2: Yeah, like there was something to be earned, right? Like he had to become worthy. And at the end of his life, I feel like he finally understood... That, you know, as horrific, he looked horrific and and not in any disrespect, he just looked horrific, but he had, he had like, we, even though he had pushed us away at the end, all of his children, we moved back in back towards him to be there. And, um, even though he had been very much an absentee in our life, um, he had done something right because we were there, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so, and so, yeah, so it, it was really difficult, but also very uplifting. Yeah, it's, It probably sounds very odd for me to say that because no. they're opposites, but, but it going through that was very hard, but it gave me a, a better perspective of who he was and also really even who I am, because right. of course, ultimately I'm his daughter, you know, ultimately yes. he's my father, uh, you know, we, we share genetics, you know, ultimately we are, you know, the same flesh, if you want to say it that way. And, and so, yeah, so it was. Uh, a blessing that he could go because he doesn't have to struggle and suffer anymore but through his going um i feel like we've as a family we've grown and myself i've grown um my husband watching me go through this process has grown right because because you know it's just uh life is not eternal but there is something eternal afterwards mm-hmm. and so yeah no uh, that's the thing and i feel like so often people just get caught up in what their parent didn't do for them and, and to be totally honest in my, in my late teens, early twenties, I was absolutely that person. Right. That's why I can speak from that, from, from that perspective. Um, but we get caught up into what they didn't do for us and what they didn't allow and what they didn't supply. And mm-hmm. we, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have somebody trying to get a hold of me, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and I thought I had turned off my notifications. Um, no problem anyway. And, um, and so, yeah. Um, we you know we have to we have to get to the point i apologize i'm not quite sure how she can get through no um, no 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 worries point, we have to get to the point where we learn and grow and find a, some kind of gratitude for
0: what they did give us even right. though they're not
2: giving right you know
0: i'm i'm with you 100% i i really that, that philosophy and that way of thinking and being really is something that, that speaks to me because I, I've e- even written about that in the past is that, you know, while it might not be our fault, it is right. now our responsibility.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, that's where we should live from. Right. And I, I feel yes. like that produces a more full life.
0: Yes. And not just for you, but for everyone around you as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now let's go into the deep dive, which is your passion. Uh, it's typically what you're sharing on social media. And as I looked at yeah. your account, I've, I've got so many wonderful. Uh, you, you're about so many wonderful things. You're a blogger. You've got a close family. You're a strong Christian. You like to inspire wives to have strong marriages. You've got health tips. Gut health, sourdough, bone broth, cooking—you've got all kinds of good stuff going on on your account. So, where uh, do where do you, you want to start? Um. Oh, I'm very sorry.
2: I'm I'm gonna have to step away just for a moment. No problem. I had somebody come in. No problem.
0: Okay. Well, Crystal is gone. We are going to uh, just take a moment and. Thank her for showing up fully as herself. This is the beauty of this show is that there should be no pretense. There's, you should not try to please anyone. You really should show up fully as you. So I've I've said it before. If you want to come on the show, man, I'd love to have a conversation with you. That would be wonderful. Just DM me, uh, email me, go to the website, com, and let's make it happen. Okay, Crystal, I got to plug the show while you were gone. Let's keep going. Okay. Absolutely. So we've got really, if I look at all these things, I would say there's a way of life that you're yes. espousing here. And personally, I'm, I'm completely fascinated with you joining the Mennonite order, whatever we want to call that. How did that happen?
2: Well, um my parents, when I was quite young, they moved to Western Texas where I live now. okay and um, from California. I was born in Central California. Uh, my dad actually was loosely part of the Mennonite community, part of the Mennonite Church. And so he they, here in Western Texas, there was a new uh, community popping up, and my parents were part of it in the in the late uh, 70s. And so my mom agreed, even though she was born and raised in California, agreed to move here to uh, get us away that Cal- like, California is beautiful, but it's very, very liberal. And that was just not the way my mom, she's very conservative. And that's just not the way she wanted to raise her family. Mm-hmm. So whenever the opportunity came to move here, she went ahead and get a- went along with it. So I was actually raised in a Mennonite community, oh. even though my mom, and which is not, not it wasn't normal, quote unquote, in the in the late 70s, early 80s. But my mom agreed to do this just to give us A more conservative lifestyle, something to move into an area that she felt like more aligned with who she was and her beliefs. Uh, Even though it wasn't even her church, but it was more aligning with her beliefs. And so that's how we we got here. And we, um, I was raised among the Mennonite group, like the Mennonite church uh, group, and just had lots of friends and everything, and started attending church there regularly. And just felt the call, you know, just like we uh, join anything. I just felt the Holy Spirit like really pulling on my heartstrings. And, you know, he's like, you know, I really feel like this is where you belong, you know? And, and, you know, he kept pulling me that direction, kept pulling me that direction. And I was attending church there by myself. Like I said, my dad was very loosely Mennonite. He did not attend church uh, regularly. Okay. Uh, he was not the example of a um, just of a church going uh, Bible studying, studying uh, father that was my mom. Uh, and so, yeah. And so I just, uh, I, I had friends that went there. I started going, I uh, just really felt at home, really felt like this was the lifestyle for me, uh, stepped away from, uh, even though I was raised in a modern home, like uh, with, you know, pants and like modern clothing, you know, stepped away from that, stepped into the conservative clothing, uh, dresses, I don't ever wear like pants or whatever. Um, and then after I married, uh, I uh, started wearing co- a covering, I, I wear a covering and uh, just really felt Holy Spirit pulling me in that direction. And it's been really, really good for me. Um, uh, It's been a point like a lot of self-reflection of who I am, but not just who I am, but who I am in Christ. Okay. And so I just felt like it gave me the opportunity to really be
0: more about my relationship with him than being of the world, if that makes sense. It does. Okay, so review if you would with me because you know my um, knowledge of the Mennonite way would be very limited so you you've you've uh, you've commented on dresses for for the women and then uh, some sort of a head covering okay what yes. what else would uh, would make a mennonite a mennonite
2: well, of course it's faith. You know, we are like uh, some people, when they see the head covering, they're not quite sure. We are Christians. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in father, son, Holy spirit. We believe, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus salvation for, you know, died on the cross for our salvation. We believe it to be a free gift. And it's, it's really just any Christian faith system. Okay. The the only different, the main difference in my opinion, the really, the, and it's not even a difference unless you're looking at someone face to face is uh, just the dress, uh, not cutting the hair. Um, just very, uh, very conservative, very, very, um, modest clothing style okay. where, where men will wear pants and shirts, uh, not, um, with, uh, like pictures or logos, if if you know what I mean, Right, uh, just more conservative clothing plain, for the men. Of plain. plain. Yes. Perfect word. Plain. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. And so, um, just that's really just part of the acting out I guess
0: of the faith okay oh yeah I like that. I like the the description of that um okay so you know I th- gosh what movie was it of course I'm a movie buff so <laughs> that's like, okay. my frame of reference is I'm going back to the movie Witness with Harrison Ford and okay. I I've, it's been too long ago f- that I can't really pull it up but I think is there must be confusion between Mennonite and Amish? I'm guessing there is, there's lots of confusion, yes, ma'am. okay. So, um, now do the um Amish like they don't do electricity? You clearly do because obviously you have a, a strong following yeah. on Instagram, you're you blog, you do all the things. So, h- how does it show up in the home in terms of like that, like transportation, technology? Okay. So, We, like, we
2: do take advantage of all, like, I have a a Suburban, actually, because I had five children at home, now I only have two, but I have a car, my husband has a pickup truck uh, for his uh, work, Um, we have electricity, like you can probably tell, and of course I have a smartphone, so I have to have electricity to (laughs) to do that, right, and um, it's just... is for Amish versus Mennonite. Amish will, we've, because we've lived in Amish communities, uh, they won't, they won't have, you know, they won't even have a driver's license. They don't drive a car. Okay. You know, they, they will have their horse and buggy, you know, and they don't have electricity if they do. Some do now, but it is not hooked up to the grid typically. And this is, again, very general. This is not for everyone. Right. right. They, they typically uh, will, if they have electricity in the home, they will have like solar panels or something similar okay. to that. They're not actually hooked up to the electric company, right? And so it's just more, uh, way more separation, most of the the time with with Amish, whereas Mennonites, Mennonites, we are more part of the community, we are more evangelical, if that makes sense, like we will go out and do missions work and that kind of thing, whereas Amish Mm -hmm. might support a mission more financially, but not so much in person. Got and it. so I feel like okay. uh, that's the main thing. They actually both come from the same movement, which is the during the Radical Reformation, was the Anabaptist movement. But um, some have chosen to go more forward with technology and, and some have held back. And like I said, it's very general because there actually is still a group, if I'm not mistaken, down in Mexico somewhere, and I can't remember exactly where, that's horrible, um, of Mennonites that don't have vehicles, don't have electricity. Wow. They still ride horse and buggy. Wow. My dad yeah my dad was actually raised that way his his dad never drove a car but in his later years he did drive a tractor. Uh, my dad only owned a vehicle after because he was born and raised in Mexico he actually only owned a vehicle once he came to the states
0: that's that's fascinating not not so much you know the description of the buggy and because that I think for those of us that you know, uh, there's reference to that right. way of yeah. living and we yeah. may not understand the distinction. I think what surprised me the most about that was that that's happening in Mexico. I just, for some reason, just didn't yeah. think about
2: well, A lot of people find that very unusual because my husband is, uh, well, let's just put it this way. My husband is just as white as I am, right? Okay, And you know, Hispanics tend to be darker. Right, My husband was born in Mexico. His parents moved here, to went to the same group that my parents moved in the late 70s, but he's whiter than I am. Okay. <laughs> and I have brown hair and he has blonde hair, you right. know, but, but, but he is born in Mexico. So technically he is Mexican. Uh-huh. And so people are very, people are often shocked. It's not in this area because it's more known here, right. but when we travel and um, especially when he, when we, after we got married, he was uh, in the process of getting his citizenship of the U S And people were like, well, where are you? Where did you come from? And he's like, Mexico. And they would laugh and they thought he was joking. It would have been one of those questions. Right. Right. Uh, Which one is which one is correct? And he's like, no, no, I was actually born in Mexico. Um, But of course, he's white skinned. He's uh, he has like the German heritage The it's uh, like German, Dutch, that heritage. But They actually they moved to Mexico. There's uh, multiple colonies of white skinned Mennonite people
0: in Mexico. Right. Wow, that's yeah. fascinating. Okay, let's um, <clears throat> uh, pivot just a little bit. I want to touch on your interest in healthy eating. Tell tell me about that. Okay, well, that
2: came a long time ago. Um, I uh, being raised in a traumatic home, you do walk away with certain traumas, right? And it just is what it is. And you know, you have to own it, you have to get over it. And uh, right. And not just get over it like that simple, but I mean, you have have to work your way out. And uh, so being raised in the home that I was raised in, even though my mom did an amazing job protecting us, you always, you can feel that when things are off, right? When like, let's say, for instance, your dad stays gone for a month, right? Anyway, and so I started in my my early teens, I started having issues with food, probably about 14 or 15, yeah. And I went to the extreme where I never was, necessarily anorexic or bulimic but I'm sure I was walking the line but my mom was very attentive so then I went from that extreme uh, I had uh, got got married and had two beautiful little girls and those are my grown daughters now and I was doing really well you know in a very healthy place and so then my eating was not an issue Uh, then we lost two babies. Uh, Both of them are right around, you know, and it's what happens, right? Right around the time of about 15 weeks pregnant, we lost one. And then about a year and a half later, we lost another. Mm -hmm. And so then I went from the extreme of under eating in my teens to seeking out food for comfort. Mm -hmm. Right. So in my, in my early twenties, mid twenties, I started using food for comfort. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant with our son, our 19 year old son. We almost lost him a few times during the pregnancy. But again, I continued the overeating. Okay. And so not healthy, like not a healthy relationship with food. Thinking about food is good and bad. And, you know, I feel uh, a negative feeling. So let me go get dessert to make myself feel better. (laughs) Right. You know, you know, (laughs) this is nothing new. Right. So then I had our son and I dropped weight so fast after he was born. I was below my pregnancy weight whenever he was two months old. Oh my god! And then, and then things got very, very difficult in, in our home. Uh, my husband was traveling a lot and just a lot of things. And I started eating my feelings again. Oh. So by the time he was a year old, I was heavier than I was when I delivered him. Oh my. Okay. Got yeah. It. And I care and I carried that weight and I started having health problems. And by my late twenties, I was on bl- uh, blood pressure medication and probably should have been on others but I was I've always been more naturally minded and mm-hmm. trying to do things the better way right so I was exercising but you can't outrun your fork like you've heard that a million no, times I have never
0: heard that oh you haven't <laughs> no you can't no, like, you, I've never. So you know good. you
2: put garbage in and you're working out you're not going to get very far so that's where I was so for a couple of years I was working out and I could I could jog a good bit but I was still a good 40 pounds overweight. Okay. So then, then, uh, I don't even know exactly what happened, but I just, uh, well, I guess I do. I had the little boy that wanted to play with me and I had the little girls and mom got tired easily. Right. Mom could not do a lot of things. Mom had achy knees and mom was overweight. And so I could not be to them who I wanted to be. And one day I, and I tell people I'm, I, it happened just like this because I'm a very blunt person. I go look at myself in the mirror and I'm like. And and I'll tell if if people will, will let me be very blunt. I'll tell them this too. I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're fat. And I said it just like that. You're fat because you made yourself fat. And I know that's not acceptable language, but I needed to own my, my own issues. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I started into a health program and to uh, not a plug, but I did actually start on Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of it, but I didn't love the, the fake ingredients that they, that they used to encourage. I don't know if they still do like Splenda and things like that. And so I just started researching and researching and researching, how can I fuel my body? How can I get rid of my high blood pressure? By that point, I also had PCOS. And by that point, the PCOS was out of, out of control um and how so how can i deal with these health issues and not be on 50 prescriptions right right not 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 dissing prescription drugs you know they right. have their youth but right. i w- we, mind you i was 28 years old okay? right so young yeah and so i started i did, started with the weight Watchers. starting on my research started working on everything and just really started making healthier choices uh, taking better care of myself and then I started and b- before that my goal was to lose weight like when I would exercise but eat the garbage my goal was to lose weight and something in my mind switched and I'm like I don't I wanted to lose weight don't get me wrong but I wanted to be healthy for these children mm-hmm. and at this point our girls were you know pre-teen and so I'm like okay they're going to go into their teenage years and look at what kind of example I and my mom was not my mom has always been in shape she's always been split, split slim she's always eaten well so she was a good example in that area as well. I wasn't. And so then I went into it with that mindset. I want to get healthy for the children. And anytime the girls or, or JT would comment on what I was doing, I'm like, oh, no, mom's just going to get healthy and we're going to be able to go on that hike or we're going to be able to go, right. you know, to uh, the caverns in Kentucky was one of the things we wanted to do. And mom is going to be able to hike with you, you know, the whole way like that was, you know, and so they noticed the weight loss, but I think they noticed the change in me more. Oh, And so it took me about a year. And I lost almost 50 pounds.
0: Wow.
2: And and I just continued. Like I just continued down that searching, searching. Okay. And then start and then once I had my weight under control and I was feeling a lot better, had a lot more energy, knees weren't aching anymore because the weight was gone, right? Because carrying all that weight. Is not right. good for the joints. And right. then I just kept going and kept going. And then I started realizing the connection between gut health and, and PCOS and, and you know, that like the, the way the PCOS was basically, it's basically a form, it's not necessarily a form of diabetes, doctors won't say that, but it's a, it's a blood sugar issue. And mm-hmm. so just really, truthfully, one thing led to another, wow. and then I had some really great teachers step into my life to like, at the right moment to teach me about health and about this and about that. And so just one thing led to another, and here I am. Wow. Yeah, and I I do different things with my health, but I have
0: not dieted in 12 years. Well, that's fantastic because... Deprivation is right? tough, very tough. Yeah. We don't like oh, feeling like we're it, deprived. Yeah, and I did all the things. Like I did every trend out there. Like
2: the the <laughs> cabbage soup, like all <laughs> all of it. You like, did them all. All the things. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, maybe not everything. I shouldn't say that, but but I probably did some of them. kinds of them. Yeah, yeah. And of course, it never worked. You know, right. it never worked because it was just a short term thing. It was. It never had the long term. Like I never had the right. long term. And then once I finally caught the long-term vision, then I finally found my health. And as of now, I take quite a few supplements, but I'm on no prescription drugs for my PCOS, for my blood pressure, for anything. So yeah, it's um, absolutely, you give your body the right tools. God made us, we are awesome creations of his. And you give your
0: body the right tools
2: and your body will take
0: care of itself. Wow. Wow. That's good advice, Crystal. Is there anything you wanted to say in conclusion? Because I, I could probably do a six-part series with just you, just 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 doing the different parts of your life and and diving in deeper. I, I you you're very well spoken and well, thank you. The thing I really like about your posts, as I said in the introduction, is that you just you show up as you. I'm, yeah. I'm very drawn to people who are willing to be vulnerable authentic transparent so th- i just really appreciate that is there anything you want to say in conclusion
2: um first of all i appreciate that you say that because it took me quite a few years to to find my confidence in who god created me to be you know mm-hmm. but that is that's that like if i would leave the like your audience with the, with anything in conclusion is be exactly who god created you to be oh, because yes. you're the on- you're the only one of you and you can in, impact and influence and, and lift others up more than you'll ever realize just by being fully yes. authentically who God created you to be. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here. And, yes. and that really, that's, you know, that's what I try to teach our children now.
1: Right. And I didn't
2: always in, the, in my younger years with our older girls, I didn't always do that. But I just try to tre- tre- teach them, you know, God created you this way for a reason. And yes. he has a purpose for exactly how he created you. Mm-hmm. And when we question how we're created, like me being a big mouth and very blunt, and talking to everyone, when we start questioning that, I feel like it's almost a form of blasphemy because we're questioning our creator. And you know, who are we to ask him why would you have created me this way? Right.
0: And I wouldn't describe you as either one of those things. <laughs> no. Well, you, you, you are. You're confident enough to to speak your mind in a way that is um, very respectful. No, yeah. I mean, well, I not, try. Like, yeah. I
2: like, I do get pushback. Like, I do get pushback. And and what I always want people to understand is when I'm speaking to you, in, in whether through a screen or in person, uh, my goal in my intention is never to offend ever. Right. That is never my goal. I do know that I'm very outspoken, and I do try to you know soften my words from time to time but sometimes that's what we need to hear yeah i agree and you know and and um so my that's never my intention my intention is always you know hopefully lord gives me you know the words i need but my my intention is always to hopefully leave you just a little bit better than i found you
0: Yeah. oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you for that, Crystal. It it doesn't always come across, but that's always what my hope is. I I can feel that that's your intention is you're, you're, you're not look, you're not looking for self-promotion. You are, you are being fully you and you're engaging with somebody else who hopefully is showing up as fully them. And exactly. You end up being um, having a much richer, fuller. I mean, after these conversations, I feel expanded. That's I'm sure I can of, imagine that's kind of a, a good way for me to describe it. It just, I feel just very full and warm yeah. in within, you know, just no, absolutely. physically. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sure because it does like it radiates from inside out. Right. Because like I said, I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I love like the diversity of it all. Thank you. <laughs> like, I love it because You are exposed like through, uh, I would love to do a podcast, but it's too much for me. So I have to go and live vicariously through yours, but (laughs) you're, you're expanded in ways that you, you maybe didn't expect, but it's a blessing all the same Yes, because we don't often understand where other people are coming from until we actually sit there and
0: take the time to listen. Yes. I believe that too. Well, thank you so much, Crystal. This I'm definitely have you on the show. Again, you've you've got a (laughs) lot to offer. That's for sure. Thank you so much for showing up fully as yourself. I, I thank you for being you and thank you for taking this time. I, I greatly appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. And thank you so much for the invitation. And thank you for what you do. Oh. I feel like there's probably a lot more people out there that appreciate than you what you're doing than you know.
0: Oh my gosh. Be still my heart. <laughs> that's <is> wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Crystal feels at home in the Mennonite way of life. It's a way to act out her faith. I love that she's made a choice that's good for her. Through being modest and conservative, Crystal honors her beliefs, and she's learned a lot about filling the voids left by people who did the very best they could, but left us lacking. It's not our fault, but it's now our responsibility to find a way to fill them with healthy things. It is freeing to get to that place. Just ask Crystal. She knows.
1: The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under unabashedyou. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired.
0: And now a prayer, an Irish blessing. May there always be work for your hands to do. May your purse always hold a coin or two. May the sun always shine upon your window pane. May a rainbow be certain to follow each rain. May the hand of a friend always be near to you. And may God fill your heart with gladness to cheer you. Amen. In this day, go out and be unapologetic for who you are. Be you.